Uh, one of the things that uh, you get the you get the fun of doing when you have a growing YouTube channel is you get to expand your circle of influence. People start educating you about new markets. And I want to highlight what I have found out about the Canadian housing market uh, here in the last six or eight weeks or so. And I was concerned, but based on some data I found out yesterday, my concern level like went up, it cubed, right? it went up 3x or whatever you want to call that. Um, so uh, can we talk about it? Yeah, yeah. So my base concern for Canada housing market, uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but th my base concern is they don't have 30-year mortgages. The most common mortgage in Canada is a five-year arm, right? Uh, they don't have 30-year folks. And again, they have 25-year amortizations. So my initial concern uh, started about six or eight weeks ago when I read an article, I think it was by TD Bank, a Canadian bank, talking about some of their uh, borrowers, right, homeowners, indicating in a survey that they may become forced sellers when their loans reset, right? They got these got these arms at like one and a half, and where Canada was, right, they may have to refi into a three, which is double, right? We all that's a problem, right? Not quite our 2008 teaser loans, but still one to three, that's a problem, right? I I saw a bunch of forced sellers, then. Uh, like two or three weeks after that, um, Canada Central Bank came out with a shocking surprise full 100 basis point move, which makes that pain even worse, right? So again, my fear was, hey, you know, you, you go from a one to a four or, you know, one and a half to four and a quarter, there might be some people that have to sell because they just can't afford it. Um, what is it? Well, I, I have one more piece, but let's stop there. What do you think of all that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, their market was way overheated well ahead of the United States. They had already seen hyperinflation and housing prices, real estate values over there for a long time before we got there. And it is interesting with their 25-year mortgage and the way the mortgage industry over there works. But yeah, interest-only, short-term interest-only debt is dangerous when things start to crack. And they're seeing a correction. They're seeing values drop. Mm -hmm. um, at a record pace, I think, over there. But it's kind of happening all over the world right now. Everything's kind of resetting. Yeah. And I think I think Canada may go down as the, the largest one because of what I... So, uh, so first off, let's... Because again, I dug into this, right? So again, the fear... It, how you have a housing crash or how does a correction become a crash? It's when you have forced sellers that beget more forced sellers. And my initial fear was, hey, as these five ones reset, it's just going to be month after month, somebody else resets, and then they may have to sell, right? So let's that's, go correction versus crash. So correction's what? 20%? 10, 10, 20, 20% or under, and crash is 20% or over. Just, right. And usually you see it around 50%. I don't think we've dropped more than 50%. We saw that in 09, a lot, yeah. a lot of different markets. Yeah. Well, yeah, my market was 75. That was fine. And that's in values. We're talking about values. And values have been so inflated you drop 50%, you're probably back to normal for, for yeah. some, some areas. And some trend places. line, right? Trend line. Yeah. Reversion to the mean. But again, so back to Canada, right? I was nervous. I said, Hey, this is a problem. Uh, if you really do, if rates really jump at the refi time, you will have four sellers and that's not good, right? They'd want to stay, but they have to sell because they can't afford it. Problem. Then a Canadian viewer reached out to me and said, Michael, it's worse than that. I'm like, worse than that. He goes, yeah, apparently there's two kinds of, five-year arms. I had no idea. So there's what you and I know of a five-year arm. Basically you get a rate, it's fixed for five years, right? That's kind of what you and I would expect. Is that fair? Yeah. Apparently. Well, 
No, I mean, it could be adjustable okay. where it adjusts every six months, every year. I mean, there's ah, different kinds okay. of- Okay. Yeah. So when I think five ones, I think five-year fixed and then it adjusts every year after, right? That's there, what I That's think. one, but there are some that adjust, you know, yeah. so there's different types. There are different types, but- when I normally think homeowner five one seven one, that's what that's where my mind went. So yeah, maybe you're I'm just wrong. a certain percentage for five years, and then yeah, yeah. So that's just where my mind went. Apparently, in, in the Canadian housing market, again, shout out their bankers and lenders for basically doing what our bankers did in 06, 07. They've created an exotic product that is what I'm calling not their words. I'm calling a variable fixed rate arm where it basically says you're going to get a rate below the traditional one. Let's say traditionally it's two and a half. We're going to give you one at one and a half, but we are going to have this thing called a trigger rate, which again, it, it's set at a traditionally a high level that would never trigger. But if it does, all the loans trigger at the same time or potentially all trigger at the same time. And as you know, we've been in an environment, at least in Canada, where they had this surprise hundred basis point move. There's talks of more. So the the viewer told me, Michael, we're getting dangerously close to trigger rates and you won't get a natural order like I was seeing, like every month some would come. If, a, if trigger rates get clipped, lots of homes come on at the market at the same time. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it's all about inventory, right? So yeah. Inventory levels are what dictate prices. The more you have of something, the less valuable it's going to be. The less you have of something, the more competition there is for it. You know, that's that whole question. Is it demand that drives prices or is it inventory? Ultimately, it's rates that drive demand and drive motivation on the sell side that creates inventory, right? And then exactly. demand is what sucks the inventory up if the rates are in the right place. But if rates are too high, tons of houses come on the market, you, you kind of lose your demand. Well, I think I think it just and I think it blows up, right? Because again, what are we seeing in China today? China's housing market crashed thirty-eight point seven, no, thirty-nine point seven percent in a month. That was transactions, right? Values follow, but dude, can you imagine thirty-nine point seven percent collapse in transactions in a month? That is and your consumer. The result of all of that over there is mortgage boycotts. People exactly consumers people that were buying these vacant housing units that the government kind of put on them they've stopped making payments at scale. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens over there with their housing market, how this all plays out. Not good. You're, I mean, you're in a country where they come lock you up, you don't pay your mortgage. Yeah, the, the I believe the Chinese housing market is crashing right now. I believe the Canadian housing market is at risk. New Zealand similarly has the five ones. Australia is having some real pain. Yeah, this is a worldwide phenomenon. And then the other thing you brought up, people don't like to hear this. But Canada's housing market or affordability, much worse than ours. Canada's housing market went up 400% where ours went up 100, right, on a on a linear scale. So they're coming off a much bigger... This could be a real problem. It is. Australia went through the same thing. So Australia wow. housing went up exponentially compared to ours as well. And they, they, they really, Canada and Australia started the correction first uh, ahead of us. So yeah, it's a global problem. I mean, again trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars were pumped into the economies of the world by central banks around the world, governments around the world through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that liquidity had to go somewhere. And the interest rates were artificially low everywhere. And it just created so much, so much demand for things because it was easy, free money. Now it all has to unwind. Yeah. 
But that's why I think the U.S. housing market will be a stable ship in a wild storm because of the 30-year fixed rate debt, right? If you borrowed at 2.7, you never have to sell. You don't have to, right? But in Canada, you could have a 1.3, get your trigger rate because, you know, the Fed over the central bank there takes it up another 100 basis points. You get your next mortgage statement. It's 200%. You're like, dude, I can't afford this. And then everybody sells. And then you have what we had in 08 where every other house had a for sale sign. It could get ugly. Yeah, yeah, it, it could be very interesting. And the question is, how big is that market? And what type of inventory do they have? Would they have? And what's what's the demand cycle over there for buyers? Because I know they have the same problem there, which is a lot of people that want to buy, but they're just priced out. They're coming to this country yeah, for investment they... properties, things like that. So if that starts to happen, the question is, how quickly can that, inventory get absorbed yeah. and you know what level are they going to be able to adjust the prices to i i don't know uh it'll be really really interesting to watch and it's again it's happening all over the world and this country especially uh you know the next few years will be really interesting to see what happens in the housing market and how inventory levels are affected by what's going on but we're just at the beginning of all this i mean yeah. it's just very very early in the cycle even if you go back to 0809 it took several years when that whole thing started to get over the cliff mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at right now yeah. in terms of time period, probably 2007, eight, it all started. Right. And then you didn't see it, boom, so. it just fell yeah. off a cliff. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's a lot of pain in the housing markets. I think again, for me, it's my lesson from kind of 06, 07 is you watch the debt structure. If the debt structure is put together where if it resets at the wrong time, for lots of people that become forced sellers, that's your cascading dominoes. That's well, what I see. It's you know, it's such a self-fulfilling prophecy because they originate these things at the, yeah. this product yeah. comes out at the same time. Exactly. Well, it comes out. So everybody kind of gets into them at the same time. Yeah, they're they like, I'm excited. Yeah. 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 So it, it's it'll it's, be interesting to see if they do something like a forbearance type of model based off of what we did here during the pandemic. Maybe to yeah, help maybe. offset some of that and kind of control a little bit of that contagion, they're going to have to do something because yeah, you start creating all these new products and they come do at the same time. That's got, exactly right. Problem. Right. That's the pro That's the difference where I went from six weeks ago to last night was that trigger rate, right? An arm reset cascades monthly or quarterly. It's a problem, but it might be manageable. It's certainly manageable the first six months. You get a trigger rate that's on, I don't know, make up a number 33% of all mortgages that resets the same weekend. That's a problem. That's a problem. So this trigger rate could be a real, real big problem. Again, this is a guy in, in the U S who's never bought in Canada. I'm reacting to data. I'm collecting from others. So if you're in Canada and you want to send me more data about trigger rates and arms and these, I'll call exotic products that really could cause some pain. Uh, you can reach out to me on my website, Greg, where can people find you? Yeah, gregdickerson.com. That's where all my info is, YouTube channel and podcast. Go check it out. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you.